You're listening to Get Woke Wellington, brought to you by the National Council of Women's Wellington Branch. Call Prudence Tokuingwa. Call Harita Tokuingwa. Call Lily Tokuingwa. Call Aisha Tokuingwa. We're NCW branch members and you're Get Woke Wellington hosts. This show allows the National Council of Women to support and inform what us Welly women want in our communities. We also want to raise awareness about the National Council of Women's activities and encourage your membership. You can visit our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, we have Amy McLean here with us today. Uh, Amy McLean is a South African actor and editor based in Wellington. She recently graduated from Victoria University with a BA in film and theater. Amy is currently working towards an audacious goal of raising $125,000 by August to study at the Atlantic Acting School in NYC. Welcome Amy to our show. We're really excited to have you here. Hello, thank you for having me. Amy, I'm just going to jump into our questions and ask you, how many years have you been involved in the Wellington's theatre community and how has it changed, do you think, over the years? So I would say I've properly been involved the past four years, maybe, maybe like seriously involved the last three years. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful community to be a part of. It has definitely changed since I started. So I obviously got involved when I started university and then was lucky enough to be cast in a few shows and have been able to perform at BATS and do a tour around the whole country. Um, but I would say it's definitely changed since COVID. COVID just sucks for artists, especially theatre practitioners. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough time to be making art. There's not a lot of money to go around. And every time you try to get a show up, another variant of COVID seems to come on in. But, um, you know, I think everybody's feeling that. But it's just a really wonderful community in Wellington to be a part of. So um, obviously being women, that kind of affects everything that we do and everything that we create, especially um, in the art world. So the stuff that you've worked on, um, what do you think about the like feminist themes that are ingrained in your work and how do you think feminism has kind of affected what you do? Yeah, it's a good question. Goodness me, I've been involved in a lot of wonderful projects with a lot of wonderful women. I would say more so recently, which has been really, really lovely. So obviously at uni, you start off and you get to work on all of these beautiful projects and some of them have very feminist themes. And then you kind of get put out into the world as an artist and you get to create your own work. And surprisingly enough, when I look back on my career, a lot of the shows that I've made do have really strong feminist themes. So mm. last year in the New Zealand Fringe Festival, I was the producer, production manager, and I acted in One Way Ticket to Mars, which was basically a show um, about two best friends and how us as women navigate friendship. And then later on in the year, last year, I actually put up a 15-minute solo show as a part of the Tahi Festival. And that was just me. And I wrote it. It was the first show that I've written that's gotten up on its feet. And it was called Fragments. And it was spoken word mixed with movement. But it, it was about anxiety and 
the feminist, I guess, experience. I started that work at uni, actually, and it was all about the masquerade of femininity. Um, but yeah, basically looking at what people say about women, um, the expectations that we put on ourselves, and the anxiety that can come up around all of that. But yeah, I mean, there's so many amazing female creatives out there. So it's, it's a privilege to get to work with them. That's amazing. Thank you for letting us know. Um, let, tell us, what does it take to actually put on these shows, especially in the times of COVID, as you say, it's like, you know, it has made things so much more difficult for everyone. And I'm mm-hmm. in the events industry, it's, you know, drastically changed. What goes on to actually put on a show like that? Yeah, um, so a show actually takes a really long time, most of the time, yeah. to get up on its feet. So it's not just something that, you know, you think about and then a month or two later, I mean, maybe in some cases if you're really lucky, but often it, it takes years. So, you know, it can start with a script or just with people in a room devising. But even before that, you have to find funding if you're wanting to pay your creatives. So that, I mean, it really depends on the production. If you have a producer, they'll go and find the funding. A lot of the time, if you're creating your own work, you end up doing all of the roles so that you can get paid. So looking for funding, finding a script, finding your fellow creatives, and then from that you kind of progress. So you get your director on board, you get your scenography person on board um marketing publicity they come in as well and then you've got your operators that operate the show for you so they they push all the buttons that make the lights turn on at the right times and the music and then oh music you have to get your (laughs) your sound person or sometimes you get a composer to come in and write for you so you don't have to pay extra money or if you just want an original soundtrack Um, And then there's all of the rehearsals. And then eventually, if you're lucky and COVID hasn't screwed it up, you get it onto a stage and you get to perform it to people. I would say with COVID, you end up having about 10 other backup plans. (laughs) So you tend to hire a videographer to get the dress rehearsal and then, you know, get it up and running. That's so interesting. Yeah, definitely. So... You've been around in the Wellington theatre scene for a few years. What do you think your experience has been like in terms of like gender and ethnic diversity? Because almost all fields are still pretty much dominated by white men. So do you think that the art theatre world is just another one of those industries or are we kind of getting closer to a sense of equality? I would say from my experience, it's it's been pretty good, I must admit. Um, definitely theatre has a history of being a white man <laughs> thing. Often it's people who have money who get to access the arts, and that historically has been white men. Um, funnily enough, I actually did marketing for a show last year called White Men, and it was a cast of all females or female-identifying people and that was that was a blast I definitely think you know there's still some more work to be done um but overall my experience has been really good there's I've come into contact with a lot of 
wonderful women um, who I've created theatre with and other work, but also who are behind the scenes doing the production roles. Even yesterday, I went in and filmed a one-woman solo show, and I was I was the videographer, the uh, Maeve who was doing who's doing a wonderful job at marketing for Fringe. She was photographing, well, being the photographer, and then we had our operator who was operating the show um, as well. Who, you know, it was just a really cool moment to have people, not just women or men, but just people that identify across the spectrum. So I think theatre is at least my experience of the Wellington theatre scene it's been very accepting of women and people who are non-binary and different different genders to just male which has been cool but then again there have also been instances of (laughs) some mansplaining and you know people maybe not expecting certain things from a woman um but yes, we just try yeah, to take those really, as learning opportunities. Yeah, that's a really for us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, tell us if you, is New Zealand the only place you, uh, you know, look forward to working in or do you, have you already performed in other cities and countries? Um, and you have, like, how would you compare it? Whether it is, you know, if it's in a different city, how would you compare it to Wellington? Or if it's a different country, how would you compare New Zealand to that industry and audience? Yeah, so I haven't performed overseas apart from when I was living in South Africa as a kid. So (laughs) that was a very different audience. That was mostly parents um, and they were lovely, (laughs) wonderful. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yes, they were very supportive. They were very good. I'm not sure the art that we performed was that good, but hey, you you all start somewhere. Um, No, so we, well, last year I went on a tour around all of New Zealand and went to different high schools. And I would say Wellington is a different vibe. Wellington is very, I would say, accepting and open to work. And I guess performing for teenagers is is a bit different. Um, But we did definitely notice a huge difference between North Island and South Island. Uh, Yeah, I would say racism is definitely a thing in the South Island. And that's pretty tricky, um, especially to navigators for young actors. But I think we did a really great job as a cast of trying to educate kids about Māori culture. Um, We obviously had some practitioners and the actors in the cast who are Māori. And so they were able to speak to that. And us Pākehā were able to, you know, support where we could so definitely a different vibe I would say also rural cities so accepting so welcoming um just so grateful to see art in comparison to more urban settings where I think we can take art for granted a lot of the time so yeah I hope that answers that question a little yeah that's a great answer yeah um Sorry, go for it. <laughs> uh, well, I guess our next question is, where to from here? Do you have anything kind of planned? Do you have any shows coming up? And we also know that you have um, a campaign going at the moment so that you can attend acting school in New York, which is very cool. Do you want to yes. talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So I currently am a ticketing coordinator for Fringe Festival, 
um, which is a wonderful festival. It's almost finished. We're in our last week, but check it out next year because I'm sure it'll come around. Mm. And I've done marketing for Smile Stuff, which is a show that's on at the moment. So that's really exciting that we got to put it up um, in the midst of a crazy Omicron spike. So we're super proud <laughs> to have dodged COVID on this one. Um, yeah. yeah. So where to from here? I don't currently have any shows of my own scheduled I'm working a little bit more behind the scenes because unfortunately that's just where the I guess financially that's a bit more stable and Mm -hmm. as you heard earlier I'm saving or trying to reach $125,000 by August so that I can have my full two and a half years of living costs and tuition paid so I've been accepted to the Atlantic Acting School in New York City um, so that's where to from here really is just to get overseas, get two and a half years of really practical training, and then hopefully, depending on how that goes, either stay there or come back and bring the skills that I've that I've acquired. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna be acting for the rest of my life. That's the dream, and we're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm super lucky to have this opportunity and to have such amazing support back home but I I do need some more support so I guess here's my little plug um if you know any businesses or you yourself would like to donate feel free to share my give a little page or search on give a little Amy's audacious goal and it should pop up and yeah I mean I'm just trying to make this as fun as possible you know (laughs) posting videos to different uh, famous people asking for money and we'll see what happens (laughs) you know that's why not yeah yeah uh thank you so much Amy I mean it's it's been such an interesting journey for you and it's obviously